people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hey, welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour, an America Out Loud radio network, spreading truth and information, standing on the background, the shoulders of people like Malcolm, and this great platform. You know, um, I, I'm running this, pod, this talk show that goes to podcast soon after, along with people like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, the Dr. Peter Bergen and Ginger Bergen, etc. So I'm very privileged and honored to, to be here. And um, whilst beginning, I want to remind you that um, I run my daily blog. It's called Alexander COVID News, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, COVID News. And um, it's free. You can uh, subscribe. And um, uh, I, I put information there daily. Look, I want to get straight to the point today because there's so many things coming at us. And, uh, you know, right now we're in the COVID era, especially with these uh, gene injections, this mRNA technology platform that has caused so many harms. And um, full disclosure, as you know, I suspect many of you in this audience, I'm unvaccinated, nor is any, any members of my family. Um... I've been one of them out there fighting against these uh, gene shots because I understood how ineffective they were from day one, how fraudulent the data was by uh, Pfizer and Moderna to the FDA, how the FDA actually sold America out, giving emergency use authorizations, that data that could not even support it or science. But principally, the vaccine is deadly. And my argument has been that this was never a pandemic, and that had we done nothing, nothing, no actions, no lockdowns, nothing, not even this vaccine, this gene injection, we'd have lost far fewer people. In other words, it is everything from the beginning of the pandemic response, the lockdowns, the school closures, the business closures, the mass mandates, all of the shielding policies, everything that we did, combined with the delayed treatment the people couldn't even get into the hospitals to get treatment. All of the beds were designated COVID. So people went home and waited. And their disease sequelae is their cardiovascular disease, their cancers, the diabetes, everything progressed. So we've been incurring a lot of deaths due to that. Principally, now we're dealing with the vaccine that itself is killing many people because what we are seeing is that <clears throat> um, right now we are dealing with the XBB 1.5.1 subvariant clade, which is among the mildest. Still infectious, but the mildest. And it's not killing elderly people like before, like the more uh, virulent strains, the initial ones, come March, April of 2020. Um, also, 
what we are seeing in the data is that young people are dying, and, and this virus is not killing young people, young adults, healthy people. No. So something is killing them. And we know it's the vaccine. The excess mortality could be accounted for. The variance in the excess mortality, a large portion of the variance due to the vaccine, a portion of the variance due to the fact that we delay treatment of people, a portion of the variance due to the fact that initially, with the initial exposure, the most, the most lethal uh, strains and variants, which I'd come to uh, maybe even in this uh, broadcast, I would touch base on this theory that we're developing right now with uh, Jay Kui on uh, the issue of clones, more virulent clones, initial ones, and the idea of a um, multiple release of a multiple release, which is something I've been arguing all along, that that this this influenza-like illness, this respiratory pathogen, was circulating way before February of 2020, and you know the Diamond Princess showed you that. But what where I'm going with this this morning is that we are talking about massive amounts of death due to the vaccine itself yet principally how people were treated in the medical system to the sense that with the COVID protocol, we took our elderly and vulnerable high-risk people. And when we took them into those hospitals and denoted them as positive with a flawed, fraud PCR test that was over-cycle and over-sensitive beyond 24 cycles, so we knew it was not that it was not detecting COVID, but just not uh, the existing COVID. It was detecting old coronavirus, vir viral dust, viral fragments, common colds, etc. Not culturable, infectious, lethal, virulent coronavirus. That's the issue. So we closed society down and we locked the place down and closed schools. For people who were non-infectious, and non-lethal, and not even transmitting, because asymptomatic transmission was a lie. That was one of the lies that helped doom the pandemic response and helped drive you to vaccine. But the point I'm making is that the, um, the treatment of our elderly and vulnerable people, our parents, in the hospital system, with the isolation, the crushing isolation that killed them, Isolation and loneliness kills old people. It was devastating. No one would touch them. Our parents lay in their feces and maggots for weeks and months. No one would even go in and touch them. It was terrible. It was horrific what we did. Why I've always said it. I don't care if you're a medical doctor. You have to be investigated and you have to be held accountable. I don't care. You have to be financially penalized. And if, 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 if a judge gets to the point of imprisonment, I, I would agree. Because you kill people by your actions, your recklessness, your endangerment. Criminal negligence at the very least. We isolated them. They became malnourished quickly and dehydrated. And they began to die. We comatose them and paralyze them with, with midazolam, with, with morphine, etc. Our elderly people couldn't even respond. They were on a death spiral. 
And then you pump them in remdesivir, there was kidney and liver toxic that killed them. And when that was not good enough, you intubated them and put them on the ventilator. And it takes, I've read months, in some instances years, to learn how to properly calibrate and operate ventilators properly. We had car manufacturers, vacuum makers, all kinds of people making ventilators for the first time. It was the most insane situation. And no one knew what the hell they were doing and how to operate these things. And they were slapping it on and blowing up people's lungs. Most of the people on ventilators died. It was terrible. So I'm trying to say we're in a very dark period right now. And now we have Biden and his frat boys at the State Department pushing us to World War III. We can't even get our feet on the floor over what they did with the pandemic response. We're now facing World War III. <clears throat> the reality is our State Department and United States policy have caused this issue between Russia and Ukraine. I love America and the flag, and I want America to win everything. But I have to be honest and truthful. This war is really between Russia and the United States through Ukraine. And it's a very dangerous situation. It's very dangerous because Biden and they don't know what the hell they're doing. Look at how they left Afghanistan and caused 13 soldiers to die just at the exit point. And now they've driven Russia into China's arms. <clears throat> a united China and Russia is a foe that America cannot defeat. I don't care if you want to live in wishful thinking. That's a nightmare for America. Because Russia is the largest landmass in the world. Russia has arguably more nuclear weapons than the United States. Deadly weapons. Maybe if the United States and Russia goes to war toe-to-toe, -to -toe, America might defeat Russia. I wouldn't say no. Most of everybody would be dead would be dead in America too. But America might 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 win. But as a war, nobody really will win. Everybody will die. So you don't ever want that war. But also Russia has the potential that it can defeat America. It has the type of nuclear weapons, etc. And even training. So let's not fool ourselves. And you have China with the largest population in the world. I know there are projections that, that India will overtake China in the next decade or so. In terms of population. But now you have a combined potential Russia and China. Largest landmass. Largest nuclear arsenal. Combined with China's. Russia and China's combined. Russia now cash rich because they're making so much money with all of the sanctions and stuff, with oil and gas sales it's making. China is cash rich relative to America. So what are we doing? Biden has taken us to a very dangerous situation now. Very dangerous. And I worry. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about this issue of um, we're seeing a bunch of reports now about uh, 
the uh, Silicon Valley bank owners who got bonuses just immediately before the banks were taken over by the FDIC. Is that true? Did you read that too? I think it's staggering to understand that. And if that's so, we have to jail them. We have to take back the money and put all of those bank people in jail because that's a criminal move. Did they know that? Did they know that the banks were going to be taken over and was failing like that? So they took out their bonuses, etc. Left poor people in the lurch. <sighs> we have so much challenges in the world, but when you read and we get a learn of stories like that, and the taxpayer on the hook again. You know, I was listening to Tucker Carlson on Fox. I'm not too happy with Fox these days because even as crazy as his songs, Fox just goes to the left of Pluto and uh, Fox News was a vaccine show with its Neil Cavuto and Mark Siegel, Dr. Siegel, even that Dr. Sapphire, Sapphire and Nicole. They were vaccine shows. Hannity pushing vaccines out there, yin-yang on us every night. So they have to answer too, Fox, everyone, because many people follow their lead and follow their information. And Tucker, I think Tucker is one of the people I admire. I don't agree with him all the time. You know, we don't have to. You don't have to agree with somebody all the time for you to like them or to appreciate them or to follow what they're saying. or Not even follow, but just listen to them. Grant them that respect and just listen. Take what you want from it and discard the rest. So I listen to Tucker now and again. And he had a good show recently. He said, what did President Trump do to warrant this abuse? And his question is, what happens if these people in Biden administration and New York DA, etc., get away with it? In other words, they're going to use the Justice Department to settle political scores. And Alan Dosovich, you know that leftist, liberal Democrat lawyer, he said in 60 years of his practice in law, and he's a smart guy. I actually like his views. Again, some things I may not like, but he's... He's generally one of the better lawyers out there. He said he's never seen such greater, greater abuse. He's never seen a greater abuse of prosecutorial discretion. And he said he's seen plenty. I remember he said that. But this is the worst. Because they're taken up, um, uh, they made up a misdemeanor and felony and relate them together that violates the statute of limitations. So it's a real serious issue. And I mean, me being in Washington too and the stories that I heard and the things that I saw and the things that I was exposed to in Trump administration. I mean, think about it. President Trump from the from, from the 2015, when he announced he was running, coming down the escalator to the <clears throat> to 2016, his whole campaign, primary, everything, to the four years in, in, in the White House, to the two years since. So seven, eight years. And they have gone nuts on him. They've not given him a break 24-7. Who can withstand that kind of pressure? So I have to give Trump a lot of praise because Trump is not 20. I believe he's like 74 or something like that. So he's coming up in age. This must be very stressful for him and his family. Yet he wears it so well and he's so strong. So I'm very impressed by his health. And his ability to manage in this very stressful environment. 
Anyway, I want to close off this um, segment by reminding you that you are listening to America Out Loud. You know, my my uh, talk show, it goes to um to, pod, to uh, podcast the day after. And um, you can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. And um, you can get all the latest podcasts if you go to America Out Loud Navigation Bar. Look under our shows, our schedule, and look for me, Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour. And um, this uh, this America Out Loud is really an outstanding forum and platform. And very, very honored to be here. And I've come to know Malcolm a little more personally. I think he's a remarkable individual, what he's doing. Just, just putting this whole outfit and show together. I want to remind you, too, that um, we are here because we are fighting tyranny, the work culture, the cancel culture. You know my Substack, please, it's free. Just subscribe and you'll get all of the latest information from me. And just my point of view, it's Alexander COVID News. Just Google it and subscribe. And uh, if you want to give me any kind of support, you know, any kind of financial support, that'll be appreciated. You could go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, and use my email, srsamrebecca7283 at gmail.com. That's sr. 7283 at gmail.com Don't forget to take a look at my book Presidential Takedown You can get it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble Thank you Whether you're an independent A Democrat or a Republican One thing remains true Airborne viruses love us equally You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough Talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour, the second segment. And I want to thank you again for joining. I'm very appreciative that you would come back and listen. And uh, this session, I want to touch on a couple of issues. Um, in this era of died suddenly and dying early and dying at dawn that we are seeing and we are linking it directly to the vaccine, vaccine-induced myocarditis. And... 
You know, first of all, you know, I have to do it first to make sure in case I run out of time. E-messages, one. The America Outlaw platform, you know, I go to podcast soon after, the next day. And um, please follow the um, podcasts. And um, I want to ask you guys to help Malcolm and the America Outlaw platform. Support them. Remember, go to my Substack, Alexander COVID News. And um, just Google it, you'll find it. And it's where I put all of my shows and blogs, um, all of the uh, information I share on COVID and just and just issues in general. Alexander COVID News. I also have a website, drpaulalexander.com. You can support me via Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E. The email is sr7283 at gmail.com. That's S is in Sam, R is in Robert. Uh, 7283 at gmail.com. Any kind of support you provide will be very helpful given, um, you know, some of us in this fight, we've been canceled and our incomes, etc., damaged and destroyed during this time. I also wrote this book, Presidential Takedown, Presidential Takedown, Barnes & Noble and Amazon, where I describe, you know, from my point of view, how President Trump was toppled from the inside by Fauci and Burks, etc. Uh, and I also wanted to tell you about the wellness company, the wellness company, and you can find them at twc.health. That's T as in Tom, W as in uh, White, C as in Charlie. So it's twc.health. And uh, they sell a range of nutraceuticals, and one of them is a very important product called Spike Recovery which seems to provide some support as the science matures and we refine the science with people needing support because they are suffering with long COVID symptoms of the uh, spike protein post-vaccine. It seems to provide some, uh, some support, particularly one of the uh, key ingredients, natokinase, which is a fibr fibrinolytic uh, ingredient, which is a blood thinner, natural blood thinner. We don't recommend, I'm just letting you know, for persons under 18 or persons who are on any blood thinning medications or no expectant mothers who are breastfeeding, no expectant uh, women, especially those who are breastfeeding. So I want you to bear that in mind. Um, what I also wanted to discuss today surrounds um, uh, several issues. And those issues include the fact that um, the, uh, the, the gene injection is so devastating, and particularly the uh, spike protein. The spike protein that seems to remain and ravages the vasculature. We have a couple of um, situations right now where you have um, one story that came out, and I, you know, there's so many things I wanted to talk about, particularly this move to normalize transgender. Ah, this transgender thing is very vexing to me because um, I don't agree with it. I don't approve of it. I think it's filthy. It's terrible. And I think that um, those parents who are trying to look like they're very accommodative and they work and they're tolerant, they're damaging their kids by allowing them to be exposed to this, this garbage and this filth, because a transgender, a man who's saying he, 
he identifies a woman. He's a man. He will always be a man. And uh, to me, he's potentially a rapist and a child pedophile, to me. And uh, that's just my view. And I can see it no other way. And I think you must keep your children away and yourself away because this is not a matter of disparaging people. There's something wrong. In my opinion, there's, there's some sort of mental issues and you need help. And I don't want the society to mainstream you. Anyway, there's this issue right now of, of this TikTok star, mother of two. Her name is Jehane Thomas, J-E-H-A-N-E. And um, I think she died at 30 a few days ago. And um, she was suffering post-shot. We, we, we argue it's vaccine-induced myocarditis that um, she's having these terrible, terrible migraines. And the question is, she's left two little kids, young kids. So I'm asking you a question. Do we say it's vaccine? Do we? Can we mention it? That is likely the COVID mRNA technology gene injection. My argument is just like the Damar Hamlin, the NFL Buffalo football player who died technically on the field. He had cardiac arrest. His heart stopped for about 10 minutes. Do we, um, do we say this vaccine? I say yes. Unless you could prove otherwise. Unless you prove that no vaccine was taken. That Jehane had no, no vaccine. This young 30-year-old and that she had no silent myocarditis, then the vaccine has to be on the table as a likely cause. So um, I wanted to bring that up and to warn you again, these gene shots carry a lot of risks, a lot of problems. And, you know, uh, there's so many things I want to talk about, you know, when Fauci, after he took his second dose of the coronavirus vaccine, you know, the fraud shot, he said, you know, I feel like shit. Remember, <clears throat> that was his exact words. And all of these people like himself, Walensky, etc., Gavin Newsom, all of these people had to go on Paxlovid because they were taking the shot and they were getting reinfected because it failed. I wanted to talk about Fauci and, um, what's her name again? Bowser, Muriel Bowser. I think it's the mayor of, um, of Washington, of D.C., um, yeah, I think she's the mayor. Anyway, Fauci and her went walking throughout Washington, trying to, and they went to these predominantly black neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods, to talk to people about taking the shot. And it was a disaster because um, Fauci and they told they were going to preen for the camera on Bowser, the mayor. And um, Fauci was basically schlonged by these uh, one, one particular um DC native came out on his uh on his front steps and he and he read Fauci the right attack. This guy looked like he's like about 40. Uh he knew more science and immunology than Fauci and he lectured Fauci on the, the filter and the garbage of the vaccine. And 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 everyone there was stunned. Bowser didn't know what to say. Because the guy was right. He basically told him take the shot and shove it. And I loved it. I enjoyed it. And this is the thing, African-Americans, minorities have always been suffering with the public health response. And uh, they should not trust these vaccines, nothing that Moderna and Pfizer, none of the public health responses have ever helped African-Americans, etc. I'm, I'm being blunt. 
So this is not a I'm a, I'm going down the race area today, but I'm saying it as it is. So they are very right to not trust this. We have a we have another instance I wanted to mention to the five year old three time Olympian, uh, one of the most successful rowers in the world. He's from Cuba. He rowed from for Cuba and he won the gold medal several times. Three time Olympic champion. His name is Angel. Fournier Rodriguez, Angel, Ro Angel Rodriguez. And he died suddenly on Tuesday, March 16th. Suddenly. Very fit, strong, athletic person. Has won the gold medal several times in the Olympics. So why? Why are we having all of these deaths suddenly in young people, fit, athletic people, people who are engaging in activity, etc.? Well, it's because we are making the case that this is likely vaccine-induced myocarditis, silent myocarditis that they did not know. And remember, the, the heart, the myocardium, the muscle dies. Its heart muscle is not replaced like other muscle. So it disrupts electrical conduction across the heart. And the heart, the heart doesn't work like before. You might be young and you might be compensating, but the cardiac reserve, the cardiac output, everything is not the same anymore. And... Um, the uh the, the 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 money is on the fact that when you engage in activity and there's a there's a, a flood of catecholamines like you know adrenaline epinephrine norepinephrine etc into the bloodstream that that these uh catecholamines put too much strain on the already damaged myocardium the heart and it goes into irregular beating and cardiac arrest and death we are seeing a lot of people dying dying at dawn dying in their sleep, good, healthy, young people, but they were vaccinated, and why? And we are, we are making the same connection here. We are saying that, you know, the heart is damaged, and, and once, I believe it's between 3 to 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, adrenaline, etc., begins to enter to the bloodstream because people begin to rise generally during that period to wake up. And um, with that rising uh, catecholamines in your system from sleep, um, people are—it puts too much strain on the heart, and those people get cardiac arrest in their bed at night. They die, and they never wake. It's a very, very serious thing we're seeing right now. I mean, we, 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 we—I just um, posted a Substack. Remember Alexander COVID news trying to update the reader about these five or six recent incidences in the last two weeks with pilots across the world, British Airway, Southwest, etc., United, who have who've gotten uh, serious, they got incapacitated just before the plane took off. Some of them in incapacitated just after it landed, and a couple of them during flight, and I believe two of them died. Thank God they were co-pilots and everything, and they brought the plane back home. But I am arguing, and I want you to listen to my words carefully. I believe that shortly, a large commercial, one or two planes will fall from the sky, and hundreds of people will die. Because we have pilots. There's a lot of discussion in the pilots. I'm getting a lot of emails. I'm interviewing people. I, I, I just got an email back from Josh Yoda. And I'm talking to Greg Hill. I'm going to speak to them. They're going to give me more information, and we'll put it out. These people are on top of the situation and trying to protect pilots. 
and get the the airline and the FAA, et cetera, to act to protect them by mandating that no pilot in the era of COVID and these gene injections should fly unless we do the necessary EKGs, high-sensitivity troponin, troponin tests, you know, that would look for any kind of um, heart attack, any damage to the myocardium, D-dimer test, um, any sorts of tests that could rule out and exclude myocarditis so that the pilot is fit to fly, properly fit to fly. I mean, we have crazy situations we're hearing now that in Canada particularly, Canada is a, is, is a catastrophic situation where the Canadian government, the Canadian doctors are doing the medical assessment of pilots via telemedicine. They're not even seeing the pilot in person. They're doing it via, via the screen. But how could you how could you assess a pilot with myocarditis? I mean, you might be looking at the at the blood profile and all of those things, but you think that the person will be in front of them and they're not. So Canada even has a bigger problem than America. You know, a devastating situation. And um, Josh Yoder wrote today, tweeted out, and I put on a substack, my substack, remember Alexander COVID News, that um, Southwest flight this morning, just today, was departing um, uh, Las Vegas. And the captain became incapacitated, and they had to rush them back to the landing gate. And, um, you know, uh, the plane was loaded, and, and the plane may have fallen from the sky. Remember that Nepalese plane that crashed and killed about 70 people about a month ago? I, I have argued then, and I argue today, that I believe it was vaccine-induced myocarditis, because... The way the plane came down, it was coming into a proper, a proper landing, leveled off, etc. Flying over resi residential Tiberias, and all of a sudden, it veered to the left and plunged into the floor. Could be that the pilot became incapacitated and, and slouched over quickly on the uh, controls of the plane towards the left, and the plane banked steeply onto the left and cr and just crashed. In other words, if if the pilot would have kept that plane level just a, a two hundred feet, he'd have been on the floor. So, I am arguing unless you show me records to show that that person did not get vaccinated, I know that they were vaccinated. The fact that you don't even talk about it in the news means that they were vaccinated. So this is a very serious issue that we are facing, and um, we can't stop talking about it. There's also this issue, this MIT math professor, Dr. Peter Badu, B-A-D-D-O-O. -O. The news reported a couple of days ago, this guy was 29 years old. He was a lecturer at MIT in mathematics, etc. And um, he just died suddenly. How could somebody at 29 years old, healthy guy, because I'm reading all of the obituaries, just die suddenly, just like that? We've never seen anything like this. And the common threat to all of this, I mean, MIT, etc. They, they had this very strict, stringent vaccine policy. All of these people got vaccinated. So this is a real, real problem. And you can't just deny it today and say it's not real. The problem is, I believe that many people know that they're vaccine injured and they know that something is wrong. They're not right anymore. They don't function the same. They don't feel the same anymore. 
they know something is happening and this is the problem. The problem is despite the mRNA technology, which is really the business end of the vaccine. Um, let me uh, close off this segment by reminding you about uh, America Out Loud. Please, you could check my, um, you could look for the, uh, for the, um, you know, my uh, podcast that goes on Stitter, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify, etc. the next day. And you could also um, see if you can follow my my uh, Substack, Alexander COVID News. And it would be very grateful if you could provide me any kind of assistance. Go to Zell, sr7283 at gmail.com. I want to give a shout out to Malcolm. Huge hugs and love for all of you guys. Thank you. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made CofixRx nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Hey, welcome back again. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour on America Out Loud uh, Radio Network. Um, this Liberty Hour gels nicely with the concept of Liberty Tree in uh, Massachusetts and um, the fight for freedom by Americans when uh, they wanted to break from Britain. And, uh, you know, because we are fighting against the tyranny and the canceling you know, the censorship that we've endured. It's kind of funny. We endure censorship from outside and within the freedom movement now, their moves by their formed alliances and cliques and they're censoring within the freedom movement. But we can't be censored, people like myself. So I'm giving them heartaches and stress as much as they try to give me. Because I will not be censored and I will say what I want to say. I'll write what I want to write. And um, that's it. So 
I wanted to touch base on a couple of important points. Um, I've been speaking to Dr. Jay Kui recently. He's a scientist out of University of Pittsburgh. And um, we've been talking about uh, trying to pin down the timelines from the origin of the pand of the uh, of the influenza. So the key here is I want you to understand that those people who are no virus people, um, I am not in that camp, and I think we could get the no virus people to our side. The issue is what type of pathogen we're dealing with exactly. And uh, so it's not that there was no virus, that, you know, there, there are these people who, and even some scientists, and I respect them all, because they, there's truth in everything. And we're really in a situation today where we still don't know what, what the hell has happened here. But our argument is that Jay and me, we've been talking a lot. We even had a very nice meeting with Dr. Mike Eden recently. Mike Eden is a giant. He's a, he's a brilliant individual. And, uh, he was very intrigued and fascinated by this this theory that we're trying to develop and to and to fit and to explain everything around COVID, because because you have when you bring forward a theory, you have to be able to unpack it but defend it also. So what we're beginning to talk about too is that the virus was circulating way before February of 2020. We're not even talking about September of 2019. We're talking about before that to the extent that the virus was circulating at a low level and benign, and that or what we did in February, March of 2020 was detect something officially using the PCR test, a fraud, flawed test, to basically undermine a sitting president and topple him. It's almost like burn his presidency down. In other words, it's like they committed what we call harikari, where they disembowel their own selves, Fauci and Burks and they, they implemented a devastating pandemic response that failed. It is their failed pandemic response. And they did it to fail. Because, because it, for it to fail, then President Trump would fail. Because, because when you went to the polls, or when you talk about the pandemic response, you talk about Trump's pandemic. Like how you talk about Biden's pandemic. So they actually ran a pandemic response designed to fail. It's like the vaccine that was bought today. It was designed to fail because you can't rule out any vaccine anytime in the world, anywhere, for anything in the midst of circulating pathogen. Because if you did that, which basic immunology tells us, you will have selective pressure on the target antigens and you will drive viral immune escape, the concept of original antigenic sin with immune priming, you know, um, pathogenic priming, you know, immune fixation, and uh, the emergence of variants. More and more infectious subvariants and clades would emerge. So it's almost like they, they designed this thing to fail because that's exactly what we're going through now. So anyway, um, we are talking about a, far, a much more extended timeline. We are talking about a multiple release, not one. Not one uh, point. It might have been one one location, but uh, let me back that up a little bit. Multiple release, because what we're trying to say is that we are beginning to develop a thesis on what we could call clones, clone theory. 
that um, they did manufacture or devise a particular pathogenic clone, a viral clone, that they released in multiple parts of the world, multiple parts of America, that began to circulate, but at a low level, benign, low level. And we are trying to explain it from the from the point of view that the societal response, what the governments did with the lockdowns, etc., all of these societal pressures on the antigen, a low-level antigen, drove quickly more virulent um, strains right out of the box, as well as those initial deaths that we saw was a combination of a more virulent clone that was used to the there was there was there was the 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 seed clone from multiple release points across the world, but it was sufficient that it caused enough pressure on an elderly compromised individual that we we incurred some deaths. We incurred deaths from that. We incurred deaths from the delayed treatment that quickly accumulated. We incurred deaths because of, as I said in a prior segment, the bad treatment the dysfunctional treatment of the elderly in the healthcare system. So we could account for where the deaths came from, the spike in, in, in May, June of 2020, and then the other blips in deaths, which we could, we could account for from the vaccine itself, because this mRNA technology vaccine and the DNA platform is causing a lot of deaths and harms. So we can't forget that. And... Uh, so we have an interesting theory we're trying to develop and trying to explain and account for everything. So much so that um, we're going to have subsequent discussions to try and unpack it even further. Um, Dr. Richard Hamerling is going to be partaking in that. Maybe in one week, that discussion will take place. And I'm putting them out on Substack. <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about too is um, Kui is a very bright guy, I've realized, and a lot of people don't like him because he doesn't look like a traditional Ivy League type of scientist, you know. He's, he has this long hair that he wears, and um, he has darker skin. I'm trying to figure out exactly where his ancestry is from, but that's not important. What's important is that we get along. I think he's incredibly smart. We are learning a lot of things, myself, Eden. And he's learning a lot from us too. And we all we're trying to do is develop a theory to try and understand because no one today has has been able to articulate. We have the State Department, etc., withholding documents and refusing to release that could clear up issues on the origin, etc. So we have to, you see, this is the problem. The problem is if they're covering up things, they don't realize the more that they disclose, the less that we will be considered conspiracy theorists because. We would just come up with what was a simple explanation. Okay, this is what happened. But you're allowing people out there now to to let to put wings to their thoughts and to try to explain. And they're coming up with a lot of some people have very good theories that are very shocking and frightening. Some people are a little loony tune too and coming up with a bunch of bizarre issues that we can't even really take seriously. But this is what happens when you don't give proper information, you're not timely. So people then have to connect the dots themselves. I had a recent interview with Dr. William Marcus out of Canada. He lives in Alberta. He's a 
an MD, so he's a practicing clinician, although I think the government is trying to strip him of his license, but a cancer specialist. And we were talking about a couple of issues. And one of them is this new push by the Canadian government, the federal government of Canada. So the Prime Minister Trudeau and his government, they have um, implemented some legislation uh, and the issue is what we call mature minor. So it's a mature minor. And what it means is that it's to do with end-of-life care, euthanasia and stuff, but it's also now extrapolated and advanced towards the COVID vaccine. They're using it. And even the province of Alberta now, uh, the medical system have begun to use this mature minor rule or escape clause. And what it says is that doctors... Doctor could have, if if there's a 10-year-old in the doctor's office and the doctor could find a way to talk to that 10-year-old absent of the parent. So if, say, the parent went to the washroom or the parent was waiting in the waiting room, this is what has happened in certain cases already. The doctor would talk to the child and, and then the doctor would say that they think that the child is mature enough to make a clinical decision. So... The parent would have already said no, no vaccine, and the child even, but then the doctor will start privately cajoling the child, coercing the child. And if the child says, well, sure, it's all right, let me try it, then the doctor will vaccinate the child. But the parent already said no. In some instances, we have cases, and I believe one in America right now that's in the news, where <clears throat> the child went in the car when they were going home, and whilst chatting with her mom, you know, told the mom her arm is a sore and stuff, and she feeling a little achy after the leaving the office. So the, so the mother asked her, well, why your arm would be sore? And she said, well, you know, I took the shot. And the mother was surprised. And she said, well, how do you take the shot? She said, well, when you stepped out of the office, the, the doctor just gave me the shot. And I actually told her I didn't want the shot, but she still gave me the shot. So, and so now the mother sued the hospital and everything. So it's a big, big issue in the news. This is kind of similar, but the, but the Trudeau government in Canada has formalized it, and they have this legislation called mature minor. So in other words, the doctor doesn't have to listen to the parent. If a child, nine years old, decides, because there's no cutoff point for mature minor, no age limit in the, in, the, in the lower end and no age limit in the upper end. So if an eight-year-old decides that they want to end their life and tells a doctor that, the doctor could go ahead and do euthanasia proceedings. It's a, it's a, I mean, of course, that child would have to be terminally ill or whatever, but it's a crazy situation. Same with the vaccine. If taken the decision-making out of the hand of parents. So we are asking Canadians, Marcus and me, that you need to stand up and start protesting in the streets and, 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 and setting up shop and camp and saying you can't have this. We have the other issue we talked about too where all of a sudden, I think I was talking about it earlier, we have these pilots who are collapsing on planes in Canada. And uh, we arguing is possibly, most likely, almost 100% due to vaccine-induced myocarditis on a damaged, uh, a scarred heart, uh, baited by catecholamines, adrenaline, is, is probably going to run into a lot of problems for vaccinated individuals could cause myocarditis and death. And pilots with three, 400 people on a plane, if they get that sick, it could be catastrophic. And now the, the insane airlines are even 
because they laid off and fired pilots who didn't want the shot, now they are very short staffed. Now they're even talking about one pilot. They're going to fly the plane with just one pilot, the pilot, no co-pilot, nothing. How is that even part? What would that look like? If right now we have pilots who getting incapacitated and thank God for the co-pilot, what would happen then? It's just the most crazy situation. That's their response. Not to rehire all of the pilots that they laid off and fired, right? Because the vaccine don't work. So you don't need no mandate. Mandate is gone in any case. No, they're just going to fly the plane with one. But for sure, I'm telling you as a listener, if we got there, all of us must say under no condition we go on a plane. Stop flying. Let's bankrupt all these airlines. Bring them to their knees. Marcus, Marcus and me also talked about uh, these young girls who are with myocardial lesions. Because you see, there was this one study out of Switzerland, Basel, Switzerland, by Müller et al. And his research group found that normally, for every 10 myocarditis cases, nine of them typically in boys and one in girls. But what we saw in this study was shocking. About 40% of the, of the myocarditis cases were female. So we saw something in the data we never saw before. And it made us realize that girls, if not equally at risk, just below equally at risk for myocarditis, like, like boys. So it's a serious problem. Parents need to understand this. Parents need to, 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 to take the situation very seriously. Make sure before your girls get back onto the, onto the soccer field, or whatever sport she's playing, that you exclude myocarditis with the proper test. You demand it of your doctor and you insist. Insist. So we also talked about the issue where all of a sudden in Canada and parts of America, we have a lot of teenagers who are, who are suffering some sort of cardiac complication in the classroom, in the class. And, and all of a sudden the schools are installing a bunch of defibrillators for the first time. Why would schools need heart defibrillators on site and all of them? all of a sudden. It's because of the vaccine. So we're trying to tell parents, your child, your young child, your teen, a young person brings a zero risk, basically, near zero, of severe outcome of death. They do not need this shot, period. Stop. Do not take any more. Do not give a healthy child. Do not give a healthy person these shots. It provides no benefit and skews towards harms. Anyway, I wanted to take the opportunity and uh, close off this session. Remember my Substack, please. Um, it's for free, and you'll get a lot of information. Um, it's Alexander COVID News. Remember, Zell, for any kind of support financial you want to give to me, even if it's 10 bucks, it helps me. It's, it's uh, the Zell is uh, it's sr7283 at gmail.com. That's S's and Sam, ours and Rebecca, 7283 at gmail.com. Don't forget the book I wrote, Presidential Takedown, where Fauci and Burks work to topple a sitting president. You can get it at Amazon, Obans and Noble. Right now, I'm supporting a company called TWC.health. That's T for Tom, W for White, C for Charlie. TWC.health. It's called the Wellness Company. And you could get access to a bunch of telehealth services, doctors, trained doctors, give you virtual um, appointments. 
give you early treatment therapeutics, write you prescriptions, even exemption letters, and so much more. And they have some good supplements in the wellness company. Go to twc.health and look up the spike recovery, etc. Um, the last few years have been devastating. So we need these alternative models that actually are trying to take the existing allopathic model and mainstream it into a more advanced holistic type of model with with a with with a lot of telehealth services. Look, nothing is perfect and it's maturing. But this is the situation today. We need to find better healthcare because I don't know, I don't care what you say. We get garbage treatment in the medical office today and in the hospital. Maybe specialized serious surgery is is, is more advanced. Thank you. <laughs>